Yeah, do that to put the little spike on mine too, so I can just line it up. It's impressive. Yeah. It's wisdom. Just like when you do your claps. <laughs> this part's all over the music now. Yeah, it's pretty funny. People are getting boom, boom, boom. <laughs> there you go. If you were looking for it, there it was. I did it. You did it. Ah, you did back. it. This is Pod About Pod, the podcast about making our podcast and what our podcast should be about. I'm Rob, and always I am joined by Ryan. Yes. Yes. You are. <laughs> Preach, King. <laughs> what if people just said that like a little more straight? Like, yeah, yes, Queen. Yes, Queen. Yes, <laughs> yes, Queen. You were taking all the flavor out of it. <laughs> you. It was the only. <laughs> you better work. Yes, Queen. Yes, Queen. How the hell are you going to love someone else? <laughs> you better work. We're going to straighten out any RuPaul thing that's ever been said and see if it retains. Cover girl. Do your thing out on the runway. You better work. Put that base in your walk. Head to toe. Let your whole body talk. Yes, queen. Yes. This is how you start a pod. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. This is episode 60. Yes, it is. Episode 60. We are a, 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 a mere 40, 40 episodes away from 100. In theory, 40 weeks from yes. 100. And would that be that? I don't think there's 40 weeks left in this year. No, no. Yeah, we're way past no. that. So that's weird. Uh, we would hit at work. So we're we're going to hit episode 100 in 2022. Think I mean, assuming. Let's think about that. We're already in 2021. Feels like it just started. And yet it's like we're now. Mid-March. Yeah. Almost the end of March, more like last end of March. That's crazy. And we won't get to episode 100 until 2022. You never know. That, yeah, maybe we could start doing like four episodes a week or something. We could just be a daily, a daily podcast. Five days <laughs> a week. We- if we set if we set the intention to f- do episode 100 on you know Christmas night or whatever, yeah. you know, like we would, we would figure that out. Yeah, I mean, I think the quality in episode may may dip slightly. At you know, we have a very high quality bar at this point. Yeah, and yeah, no, we're <laughs> that's when we start our series where we guess what every element on the periodic table is. That's right. <laughs> How does this get used? Like, I don't know. Yeah. You, <laughs> We just like are shopping on reverb <laughs> just on Amazon. Like, oh, well, check out this link. There's a beautiful duvet. Uh, duvet. Yes. 
the duvet. I sent uh, Ryan a picture of a guitar last week that had a, a, a demon or a devil woman. The shape was the, the guitar shape was in a devil woman and the tits of the devil woman were right underneath the strings. So when you yep. were like plucking the strings, you'd be like kind of plucking her boobies. Yep. And, and I immediately said back to you, all I need is a guitar with tits. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure that there's a guitar like in the shape of boobs. It's just tits. Yeah, yeah. no, that'd be hilarious. I bet there's a guitar that's, do you think there's a guitar in the shape of a dick? There's got to be. There's got to be. Right? There's got to be. They're, they're, with the amount of ska bands that there are out there that are that funny, yeah. like someone has to have played a dick on well, stage. I mean, I think Guar alone probably has like a full anatomy of guitars. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Guar has to have done that once. I mean, I, do I would think, place money on that. I would. I'd be. Do you think there's a bass guitar that's like in the shape of a butthole? Like the, like the actual butthole, not like an ass, but like just just, just the, the butthole. Butt. Yeah. <laughs> do we do we think that exists? The butthole base. We are the show now. We are about to go look it up online, <laughs> are we? <laughs> I mean, there's like funny guitar shapes for lots of things out there. I mean, like there's a really pizza is. guitar. Stands, I've seen that. It stands to reason someone has made a, a butthole guitar. Yeah, the Jack Daniels guitar, very famous. Yeah, I would. Um, uh, what about like, uh, I'm sure there's a vagina guitar. There's got to be. Do you remember the in the pick of destiny uh, in one of their uh, dream sequences? Kyle Gass was playing a guitar that was uh, they it was a double headed guitar. Right. But in two different directions and they shaped it to look like legs. (laughs) I want to just alert you to what happens when you (laughs) look up (laughs) when you look up butthole guitar on google (laughs) and then click on images it's not good (laughs) not what i expected is it is it an action and not a product (laughs) the first one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven um, amongst 11 of the top searches like first thing for butthole guitar is a picture of a very adorable, probably three-year-old girl holding uh, a ukulele. (laughs) And the only thing I can tell is she must be singing a song, and I think the song is called I Wonder What's Inside Your Butthole. (laughs) Because that seems to be the name. Oh, it was a viral song. Eight-year-old's viral song, What's Inside Your Butthole. <laughs> it was a viral song. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! First, <laughs> you are not wrong. That is literally what comes up. <laughs> it is more than ninety percent of everything on this page. Yeah. So that's not what I meant for this. I'm. Um. That's that's really weird though. Um. I'm gonna put shade in. I didn't know that there is a uh, uh, guitar pedal called the cock blocker. There's also one called the butthole burner. Yes. Yes. And what was the the steel, the pussy melter? Remember uh, that? My friend Tom had that. 
He has that pedal? He has sold it recently. Oh, man, Tom, what are you doing? I know. It's a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> so I looked up butthole-shaped guitar, and I did find guitars with, with butt. So one, this one guitar has, has butt cheeks. It's like a, a normal-shaped guitar. But mm-hmm. on the back side of it, it has has ass cheeks. Oh my god! <laughs> I just saw it. <laughs> and then there's a fat guy with like a big ass as a guitar, like in the. Sh- That's pretty funny. And <laughs> uh, but no butthole. Like you know, like with like the lines, you know, like the butthole yes, lines. Yeah. A star, a starfish one. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah no, you think like maybe Limp Biscuit would have made that. Yeah, I did not know that you could buy chocolate buttholes. Right, that would be the wow. shape of the guitar. Okay, flattened so out. That is hilarious. Out of a bass, <laughs> I think it would be a bass guitar. It would be appropriate as a bass edible guitar. Edible anus. <laughs> edible anus. Wow! Oh, dude, the Millennium Falcon bass. That's yeah. very cool. So this is our podcast, folks. This is what we yes. we, we look at the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, yeah, I was actually thinking recently. Be careful! I know, right? <laughs> I'm gonna shut this um, images page off so I don't keep getting distracted by guitars. Um, <laughs> we are now at episode sixty. This, yes, this is Pod about Pod, the podcast about making our podcast and what our podcast should be about. And I'm thinking, like, I, I'd like to maybe, maybe we should hypothesize, like, after 60 episodes, have we gotten any closer to figuring out what our podcast is about? Hmm. I have a couple ideas, but I'll let you. Our podcast is about friendship. Thank you. That's where I, exactly where I, where I was going to Yes. Start. That is what this really is. It is us trying to monetize hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) That's 100% in my opinion what I'm doing. I think that hanging out with you is fascinating enough that people should pay us for that. (laughs) That's right. Like we could be friends that you take, that you keep in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, no. And you did a inside joke with us. That was, uh, we had a precursor to that that you came up with. Finger friends. Finger friends. You can can play us with your fingers on your phone. Uh, No, that wasn't, that wasn't the finger friends (laughs) idea, but no. I, I do, yeah, I think it is about like our hangouts and, I think we 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 sort of cover a wide variety of topics. We've tried to sort of try different formats. I think the one we keep going back to the most is a review. But I I, I guess like we're pro- I mean, there's a lot of buddy podcasts out there. There's a lot of yes. them. You know, I mean, that's yes. um, you know, but I think like something like a uh, Rhett and Link where you know, they they do a lot of different topics. They're not just like a food channel. No. You know, they but they do they do kind of throw it back to food every so like pretty regularly. Well, I think that's how you pay the bills, right? Yeah. Maybe we should start thinking about or you know, for episode 60, maybe we we should think about 
the fact that we 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 I think we've maybe figured out what our podcast is about. Yep. And and maybe we might have to think about like a, like a, like renaming it. Okay. What do you think about that? I mean, the what would just it, looking at this as the buddy podcast that I mean really is 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 dealing with two people who have wildly different experiences with the pandemic. Yeah, that's so far that's what it's been over the last year. I mean <laughs> this has been literally a documentary about dealing with the pandemic. That is true. Yeah. You know. Um yeah. I mean you're currently where in California right now? I'm in LA, yeah. Yeah. Uh Orange I'm in, County. I'm in Connecticut and we're still doing our podcast. This is could not be further away. Yep. And still in the country. Um, I'm experiencing what some would, some would call um, vacation weather uh, all the time. Yeah. And <laughs> you are not. Um, it's actually pretty nice out. It's been, it was nice out yesterday. It was really nice. Was out. it nice? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's why uh, we, we decided to take a little road trip to our buddy's bar in New York. Um, yes. have, well, it's not a bar. It's some more, it's like a beer garden and love it. Um, but yeah, we took a little road trip down there and, and this, it was a nice day, you know, it's awesome. And it's nice out now too. Um, weather is nice. It's a little chillier, but I don't, it's still for me, I run hot. So like this weather is sort of perfect. Like I love yeah. it. Yeah. It keeps you at the optimal, optimal operating temperature. You're right. like me. And like anything it's, too tropical and it's like kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I like anything in between hoodie and long sleeve shirt. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's perfect operating temperature because both of those are just short sleeve shirt to me. Right. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I guess I wonder how long we can we can keep a pot about a pot. You know, like how long before we have to like really I feel like maybe we're at, we're we're getting to a shit or get off the pot. Sec- intersection of our <laughs> podcast sort of trajectory. Maybe we have to we have to figure out what this thing's about, and we have to. And then and then maybe we we like. Oh, so let, let me let's put it this way: we don't have to come up with a name today. But I think what we would do, and we're I guess maybe this is just a a little bit of we're laying down some some groundwork here of what yeah. the future may look like. Is maybe we, you know, we would keep pod about pod located where it is and Mm -hmm. all these episodes would just convert over to the new name. So, you know, if you've if you've been following pod about pod, you can keep it maybe like pod about pod gets incorporated in the title, you know, Mm -hmm. like of that episode. But we. We we still it's still this it would still be our show but with uh, I think maybe with with a conclusion. Yeah, I dig that. the The whole point of it would be to eventually figure out what the podcast would be called. Right. That's tapping into the day one energy that we brought. Right. You know, what will this be? Right. But go ahead and hit record anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that's what we and we've been doing that for sixty episodes. I don't know. And so I God, guess like dude. think it, of all that time. Yeah, man. I mean that's like over. That's over sixty hours. It's nuts. You know, it's nuts. That's uh, we're 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 approaching a, a solid week's worth of. <laughs> <laughs> programming <laughs> you can just listen for I, I that that's when we'll know maybe i maybe maybe that's where we have to get is we have to like what how many hours are in a week for uh 100 some odd 24 times 7 is uh <laughs> what is that 140 it's 168 yeah uh, 168 that's where we got well we have several episodes or hour and a half two hours right yeah so i mean we're uh, we're ahead of we're, well, I don't know if we're ahead of schedule, but like, yeah, we. I guess I guess the thing I, I think about is like, and I've been thinking about it for a little bit is, you know, maybe we we have to discover where like like the pod about pod, um, the concept of it is, I think where we largely hit our stride and our comfort zone is when we're just sort of shooting the shit or when we have a planned sort of review. The reviews are always awesome. And so, (laughs) and so I think like that, like those, those lanes have been good for us. Um, And then if like, there's any, you know, little offshoots, um, you know, like never pull up, which is, is more, more coming on that. Not in this episode, but (laughs) you know, I, I think like the, the, I, I, I mean, I, I, I would hate to say that like we, we spent 60 episodes or however many episodes we get to before we make any major changes, but like, I'd, I'd hate to think that like it all of this led up to just a, another buddy podcast, <laughs> you know, genre. So I'd, 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 I think there is something where we can sort of differentiate that. We just have to figure it out though. Like there's, yeah. there's, I feel like we're, we're close I've, and it may take another 60 episodes, but I do think like <laughs> this is, this is, we have to put this into the world. This this yes. idea that pod about pod will have a conclusion. That is true in the future, yeah. and and eventually that conclusion will dictate the future of the next sort of wave of this podcast. Yep, and the whole it's always been flexing till we reach what we have desired to be a part of. You yeah. know. Yeah, that's true. It's a creative, creative exercise every week, no matter where we are. Yep. You know, um, because we are podcast fans. Yep. You know, that's true. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's, there, there is some, there is something that's just fun about participating in the medium. Yes. Even if yes. no one else listens. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like when you let's face it, like the majority of people that pick up a basketball and go shoot it. Right. Are not professional, but they enjoy every part of it. You know, yep. Mind clearing for them. Sure. This is my way of getting away from my job and my 
my, you know, everything I deal with on the road. You sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is the, the ultimate change. Yep. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. I think for, for us, it, it uh, for me too, I think it, the last several weeks, I think like, then I guess the reason why I've sort of gotten into this, this thinking about the podcast is I think for me, I, I, I wasn't sure what to do for episodes and I was also busy and couldn't give it the time to think about what to do. And so, um, definitely over the last few weeks where we've had like sort of intermittent episodes, um, I've, I've thought like, Oh, maybe, maybe this, maybe it's because we need to, to actually answer the question. <laughs> we're, we're getting away from the, the prime directive. What, what are we, what, what, like, what is our podcast about? What are we doing? And I think I, I, I don't know if that's it exactly it. I don't, I, I do think it's a, I do think it's, it is about our friendship. I think it is about having a place for two guys to kind of catch up and just be silly and, and talk about kind of not necessarily random. I think people would be surprised to know that like, while some of this is sort of spontaneous and a lot of it's ad-libbed, like there usually is some kind of thin skeleton which okay. most episodes sort of cling to. And, and I think that part would be surprising to people who just listen to us uh, <laughs> and think like, boy, these guys just have a couple microphones and <laughs> <laughs> now you, you, you 90% of the time you come in with something that's on your mind. And that is the, the joy of, um, of this is it's very reactionary. It's very you know, like, and every once in a while I come in, I'm like, I do have something on my mind. Can we talk about that? And you're like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, we're, we're, we are two people that, that uh, have the same hobbies most yep. of the time. And uh, that's that, but other than that, it's, you know, we're still different people and it's cool to have the two, <laughs> the two um, uh, opinions going right. towards that, especially, you know, you, you are someone that has a couple of years more experience and you're a father. So yeah. you say a lot of things. I'm like, Whoa, like, <laughs> Whoa, really? <laughs> it's going to be like that. Well, yeah. I mean, you, 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 you definitely are, are putting in so many miles, like you're, you know, getting out there. I mean, I, I can say like the, the, the little bit of traveling I did in my life was, um, I think like largely responsible for sort of forming who I am today. So I, I think like there, and there is a benefit to that. So I think you're definitely, I've noticed even uh, some changes in sort of your sort of demeanor and maturity over the last year with, with all of this new job and moving around so much. And um, yeah, I think it's been an interesting sort of, if, if, if people came into the podcast knowing that it started pre pandemic, and <laughs> documented it through. I mean, I think every podcast at this point, it has been a document of the pandemic in some way, shape or form. Um, but I think not every uh, small podcast has a traveling, you know, co-founder who yeah. 
is moving from spot to spot and we have to figure out how to record that, how to like <laughs> still have a show in the pandemic. And I know a lot of places, a lot of, a lot of podcasts have, have had to just do this because they, they, they don't want to record together. And so they're doing <laughs> it apart. But I think there is like a whole like lane of logistics of like getting sort of mobile, uh, small pieces that you you got and to to make your end of it possible um and then also like you can see over the last couple of weeks the importance of consistency and like doing it every week yeah. versus and, and, and sort of what happens when you don't do it every week <laughs> you know <laughs> um so I, I think that if 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 people knew that about our podcast and like kind of listened in and and I could tell you guys the, the the changeover if you start listening to our podcast around episode ten and then move through that you'll you'll get to the pandemic and uh, in just a few short episodes and <laughs> um yeah it's wild. Yeah. And so, you know, but I do think about that. I think about like, well, what, what is our podcast about? And, and will that day ever come? Mm-hmm. Will that conclusion ever happen? <laughs> we get our concept down where we do it. Yeah. We have the concept. Yeah. And then we're, we're, then we're selling me undies and, and, uh, blue chew and blue chew. Yeah. All of a sudden I, I'm, I'm handing out Ridge wallets to all my friends. And <laughs> you, you said that last week and I had not, I didn't, I have not heard that. And then now it's like being advertised on everything I watch. And I'm wondering, I, I'm wondering every single podcast I listen to has at one point it, sold blue chew. I, yeah, I had not. I had no idea what that was, and then and now all of a sudden it's like get it. It's like on everything again. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening to exclusively NPR, maybe. But <laughs> I, think, I think you willed it into existence. I think you were like Blue Chew, and then all of a sudden they were like, oh, oh, he, yeah, they know about it. Serve him the now, ad. Nothing but dick pills and your fucking <laughs> your advertisements. I know, Jesus. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, well, we were we were talking a little bit before um, the podcast about, yeah, with like changing the podcast and also like, um, you know, just sort of some of the things about like remote work. It's been now like the pandemic has happened for a year. I know for me, uh, we were talking a little bit about remote work and some of the potential yeah. there and um uh, we've we've sort of talked about remote work a couple other times, but I mean, it is an interesting point in where remote work is going to be now versus when we talked about it, say, six months ago, because now the pandemic does have a palpable feeling of coming to an end. Like it does feel like, oh, this might be coming. This might be closing down soon. Um, I know that I do not look forward to going to an office. Um, And I aim to hopefully maintain remote status for as long as possible. Whatever I need to do to make that happen with my current employer. Um, Because going to an office, um, especially for the kind of work I do, I don't need to be there. I really don't. It's, you know, and there are so many digital jobs where you don't need to be 
in an office. Um, I can say that there there is when you have a team, there is a little bit of a loss of synergy. And but outside of that, I really can't see any major benefit to going back. And so I'm I'm hoping that remote becomes a staple in the workforce. And um, that's sort of yeah, I mean, I I guess like you know, it kind of goes back to some of the sentiment I had last week where I guess like, am I gonna be that asshole who like doesn't want the pandemic to be over? Like I <laughs> I, I kinda feel like I'm I'm a little like that. I actually met some people last week and I kind of said that and they were like, Psh, screw you. Like <laughs> they were like, oh, they were like not on board, even on like on the joking level. They were like, nope, <laughs> this thing needs to end. This thing need, we, like our lives need to go back to normal. I don't care about your life, but my life needs to go back to normal. <laughs> they did not think it was funny or cute. And uh, so that was fun because some people, like, yeah, I think like, you know, the pandemic has, has uh, resonated so differently with so many, with all the different types of people out there. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're over here flying during the I've whole thing. At, during the most sensitive time, which was the best time. <laughs> by far to be in a fucking airport <laughs> i know that's like i feel almost like a little jealous that like i i you got so much like hassle-free flying dude i i was on flight with three people once that's like it's mind-blowing jet yeah <laughs> i would have to try to bother someone <laughs> yeah it was you know it, it it there's there's tons of things that that I, I wish would stay, but I, number one thing that I feel will come from going back is that the like communication is so different now with the mass and and I think it's simpler than just like people being nervous to say anything or whatever. People are just being more, um, nervous when they leave their house. I think it's, I think all that comes from the mask in some way, because, you know, you know, they, they say that dogs that have doc tails mm. have a harder time interacting with other dogs because so much of their com communication comes from their tail. Really? I feel like people's facial expressions have a lot to do with, um, communication. And mm. I feel like that has changed. Like it bothers me beyond beyond belief it, it bothers me when people don't say excuse me or like you make eye contact someone with someone and i'm like hey how you doing and i just keep walking you know like that that kind of just like daily life banter that mm. means absolutely nothing i think it means something mm. you know yeah. the saying excuse me when you're in a grocery store to get around someone like that's gone that's gone, man. Like I, I'm in a grocery store every day almost. Yeah. And it's the same everywhere. For some reason in Connecticut, it's a little, it's a little worse, but <laughs> I think that's just our people, <laughs> but it's gone. Yeah. There's no excuse me anymore. And everyone's just trying to like get in front of each other in some kind of way. And, and 
I think that when more, more than half the people are not wearing masks anymore, it's going to at least um, get rid of some of that tension mm. that people have towards each other. Because you have no idea what someone's thinking or saying or thinking to themselves when you can't see their facial expressions. Right. You know? I, yeah. I, I mean, I definitely said, excuse me today. I had to because someone was like just too in my way to get I couldn't like it was they um so the grocery store I'm at they they make the line go like right next to one of the refrigerated aisles where mm. they have like the cheese sticks and the butter and like that it's like so they had like you're like waiting in line and it's going in front of all these doors and I like this old guy was right in front of the door the only door I could get to this thing I needed to get and so I had to be like, excuse me. Like I said it nice. I wasn't like yeah. a dick. I was just like, excuse me. And, you know, he moved and it was, you know, but I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Like there's uh, there's people who are almost like uh, it's like it's like they have the blankets over their head and, and no one else exists with the mask. You know what I mean? Yep. And so, yeah, there, I, I'd imagine that that's probably all over and, and in varying degrees. You know, and I, I would I, I would even say I'm probably a little guilty of that, too. Like it's all of us, dude. I trust me. I it's made it so that in certain situations, even I won't say anything. Right. And that's not you know me. That's yeah. not me. Right. That's like for me to shut up. It's crazy. Yeah. Because I guess if you don't have to talk like why that's what's happened you know it's like yeah you're just peeking into someone else's so like really extroverted people are the ones kind of moving it sucks <laughs> conversation it, it, in society yeah. forward it, it, it sucks being in situations now where you're you are guessing that everything is going okay like we're all standing in line here yeah all right i'm looking around it's fine <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there's no you know there's no like nice old people that make a comment on what you're buying or whatever I'm like wow no i used to have those as a kid like <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore there's the, yeah. the the community aspect of strangers has yeah. been removed yeah i mean i guess like uh you so i think this is one of the areas you know we're getting back to where we are different is you have always been very good in sociable stranger situations. Like yeah. you'll go to the store and you'll see a kid with a metal shirt and you'll start go, you'll go and talk to him. Like I would not do that. I would, <laughs> I would, I'm like, I, I mean, I would, I would see it. And then I wouldn't, I, in my mind, I don't want to give that kid the satisfaction of acknowledging that shirt. <laughs> There's a piece of me that, you know, I'm like, I see it, but I'm not going to I'm not going to give you that. Like, (laughs) that's so funny. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And that's like my neighbor did that. And that my neighbor did that to me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Where he was wearing that very obscure shirt. And I was like, oh, I tried to pull Ryan. I, that was the one time I tried to like I tried to do a Ryan. I was so specifically trying to channel your energy. Yep. And this dude wanted nothing to do with me. He just <sighs> like I, like that shirt was so obscure. Literally, mm-hmm. the dude, the, the YouTuber is from Australia. He has <laughs> 200,000 subscribers. It's like 
maybe 14 people in Connecticut know what this thing is. That's so funny. And he lives in my building and I'm like, yeah, we know the same thing. And he's like, whatever. I, that, that, that story bothers me on so many levels, dude. <laughs> I want to go talk to your neighbor every time you bring every time you've reminded me of this. I'm just like, <laughs> but, but I've gone to grocery stores with you. I've been out with you and you'll mm-hmm. just like talk to everyone. And like you, you become a regular at places and, 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 and you'll talk to the people that work there and they're always happy to see you. Yeah. You know, like you're you're way friendlier than I am. I like to I like to participate in most places like I in. Yeah. Like the 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 ladies that work at my local Duncan, they know I'm there like it's they and even even if we don't have like a normal banter, I I can tell that they know that I'm going to like morning. You know, how you doing? You know, right. They know that the conversation is going to happen. They, I, I think it comes from my, my desire to make everyone like, know we're all the same. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't like, you know, where it really comes from where you and I used to work for a place that dealt with very rich people. Yeah. In comparison to us, (laughs) very, very rich. And I hated them in some, in some like way sometimes where I'm just like, and we were, we are expected to be above that. We're paid to be above that where Mm. it's like, you know, your place and whatnot. And I would talk to them. Yeah. Like we are not different. You know what I'm saying? And I would force them to be nice people to me. Yeah. That I think that's where that it's way, you know, obviously I had it before then, but like, that's where I really started stepping it up. Like, yeah. you know, really make you, make you banter with me. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Cause we are people. Yeah. I, I mean, that is true. I've seen, I've seen you do it. And uh, so it, it's 100% true. I, I never, um, I don't know what it is about my, my, I, I don't feel like I'm, um, totally awkward socially i i can hang in a lot of different social situations but i i and and one of the things that's i've i've thought about a lot over several weeks is i i'm very like when i'm running an errand like to me that is uh, uh an annoyance that i just need to get through <laughs> and um and so i i can't like to me i can't I can't stop and talk to people because like I will like, I mean, literally this morning I went and got gas and it was a gas station with a Dunkin' Donuts in it. And I was like, and it was like a walk in Dunkin' Donuts. I got my gas. I went in. I, w- I wanted a hot coffee, mm-hmm. but the line was too long and I'm not going to wait in that line. Nope. And so I went and got a monster coffee energy drink out of the from the gas station side on my way before Those are delicious by the way before any <laughs> of the people in Duncan's got got any of their orders I mean it was like I mean just time saved in my opinion and yeah, so you like, killed it yeah I mean so I I I don't know like I there it's just the wiring for my brain and we were talking about it last week with Trader Joe's like 
the, oh, yeah. the lines here. Like I, I, it's, it's something that's like come to my attention in the last few weeks that I'm like very adverse to waiting in lines. Like it just, I hate them. And some people don't mind them. You know, some, you're into, you're into forward motion. Yeah. I want to get, I want to get all my stuff done so I can like just hang out and relax. Like, and so yep. now in some circumstances, hanging out and relaxing is in a social setting. And then there's opportunities to like be social and make friends or whatever. But like no. most of the time for me is it's not, it's usually something at home. And, um, so I guess that is a bit limiting socially. But I do think that your default is professional. Like your your default manner is professional and my default is not. Mm. Not even close. And I think that is I think when your default mode is professional, when you're just in the wild interacting mm. with people, that doesn't include like, yo, this weather sh- this weather's shitty, right? Like <laughs> like that doesn't include that kind of banter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I'm I guess I, I wouldn't say I don't think I don't feel like I'm professional I, I think i'm more like um I don't, it's, it's an interesting analysis i i've never thought of it that way but i i i i more i think like i try to get through it and in the with the with with the least amount of of expanding i really don't do small talk that well with strangers hmm. because i often find i a if it's something like really like like the weather or it's like some current event, a I can't hang with sports. I don't know shit about shit, and yeah, same you way. know, I, I've I've every so often I will make the mistake of being like, oh Boston or New York or like, and I'll make I'll actually <laughs> slightly participate, and I'm like in my head I'm like, why you don't follow any of this like. I'll be like, oh, it's got to be Boston. I, I I don't know what the fuck that even means. Like, well, what what has to be Boston? I don't know what needs to be Boston, <laughs> but something needs to be Boston. And I said it, and I don't know why I said it. I, I just was trying to be likable or some bullshit. Like, I don't know <laughs> what that is. I, and I so like I I very rarely do it. It's, you know? We all have a slight desire to be part of the majority, but I think participating is a piece of it in that like i think people are much more kinder if you try than if you don't try i think not trying is seen as off-putting and not likable and you're a dick and when you try you might be kind of a try hard but they at least like that they at least that's more likable than not you. I'm not saying you're a tryhard, but like the royal every like yeah. all of us. You absolutely. Um, that is a that's a a big aspect of of like I like I tend to look at people as animals. Like in in animals can be predicted in the animal planet way, mm. and I think that that humans are the same way. There are people they like number one that all that shit that we we think other people say is judgment. And there are people out there that are judging a lot. They're just like, you didn't hold the door open for them or something like that. Because I know this because it's happened to me several times. Like, like, what the fuck? Where do you have to be that you couldn't have stayed one second longer? And I, so that I could say, thank you, you know? 
That is a, a typical interaction that would happen before pan, the pandemic. Did you did you train me into doing this podcast? <laughs> am, I, am I just like a cow to you? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> no, in in. It, <laughs> I will say That's for, such a good fucking <laughs> the, 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 the thing with the door, I will say I, it's not so much with strangers, but I will, I will say there, the, the, I, I've, I had, I've had an observation about the double door, uh, especially when you're like walking with, you know, Jackie or my girlfriend, if you're like out and you approach a double door, there's a, there's two, there's two problems with a double door. And I'm not talking about strangers. I don't really care about them. I honestly, I, I'll hold the door. And if they grab it, great. If they're like yeah. more than a few steps away, I'm not holding it. Like <laughs> they're going to have to. Exactly. Open it. Like if it, but, if it disrupts you. Uh, and this will, this is a, a bit of a divergence from the topic, but I, I since it's in my head, I, I just want to say it is we, the, the, the double door when you're walking with your girlfriend, this is a PSA to women out there. All right. I want everyone, all the ladies who listen to please like just jot this down, put it on a sticky note, keep it in your purse or your wallet, wherever you just remind yourself of things. When you're with your dude and you guys are approaching a double door, let's say you're at a restaurant or a mall or wherever it is you're going. This is post pandemic and there's a double door system. Your boyfriend's going to want to open the first door and then also want to open the second door. So I'm suggesting Ryan could speak differently if you want to, but I'm suggesting that there is a, a burden put on the woman to to pause on the once you've entered the first door, pause, let the boyfriend come in, grab the second door. Hmm. Because what often happens is you'll open the first door, girl walks in, keeps heading to the next door, she opens the second door, and it's like she's opening it for you. Yeah. And that's the door that everyone on the inside sees. So it's a bad look if oh yeah. If if all these girls are like opening these doors for <laughs> all these for the guys. Men. Yeah. To allow the king to roll through the doorway. Right. Now, I mean, maybe chivalry's dead. Maybe this is old fashioned. I don't know. But for me personally, it's always an awkward point where you have a double door system and I will often awkwardly rush to the second door to -hmm. get there first. <laughs> and so it would be helpful if you guys just pause. Just pause yes. for a sec. Just yep. open the first door, pause, await the second door, continue on your way. I, I have a fix for this. You place a small weight on your partner, like or a small amount of pressure. As soon as they get through the door, just right. let them know you're safe, but you need to wait. Yep. And then grab the second door and then remove the, you know, the weight or pressure that you've placed upon them. So they know they need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Just hold them by their hoodie. Yeah. Keep a, uh, like a paperweight near. Sure. They sure. can't lift much. Uh, <laughs> all JKs. Uh, one of those uh, coiled leashes, you know, yes. that, like that. The, just, just to be like, 
just to like put a little resistance yeah. in between door A and door B. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The cheapest one you can find on Amazon. It doesn't take much. This is for chivalry. <laughs> so, so if you're offended by these jokes, then hey, listen. <laughs> All Sh- that matters is, is dead for you. What people see, right? Right. <laughs> Not the actions. That's right. And the people on the inside of the second door need to see me opening the goddamn door. Yes. Yes, because I am tested. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that is why I am tested by everyone. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> something I've thought about um, anyway. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, I, I, I've definitely I will say like uh, and this is uh, there was a bit about this on Curb Your Enthusiasm about like how many steps away you, a stranger needs to be before you like can let the door go. Oh, yeah. I think Larry David said he was, you know, you're if you're about seven steps away, then I don't have to hold the door for you. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of subscribe to that, that if I see someone coming and they're like seven to ten steps away, like that's too far. Mm-hmm. I'm not I, at that point. I'm wasting my time to, you know, here's here's the deal with that situation, too. Even if I know I'm going to leave this door and let it close and I see you, but you're too far away. Mm-hmm. I will let you see me look back and then <laughs> do one of those hand motions. Like, ah, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> at least, you knew you were going to see that. I at least considered it. Yeah. And you will think better of me. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's so funny. I would. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of like, I, I like the idea of turning around, looking at the stranger and then letting it go and being like, mm-hmm. nope. Wash my hands of you. Yep. <laughs> You're like, I like the idea of that, even if they're right behind me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't I definitely in the pandemic have been enjoying the the lack of small talk and the. Uh, avoidance of lines and and I, I, that a lot of my behavior has be kind of it's like acceptable because of the yes. pandemic whereas some i think i think it may be conceived as antisocial uh and, well, a lot of people have a, a uh they feel a pressure when right. it comes to small talk like they're not talking about the right thing or something and my I, my wife has that she cannot comprehend that I can just like come up with something to talk about. And I'm like, yeah, cause I don't like the, I don't like the pressure of silence. Yeah. I guess I, I think that's the, one of the big differences between me and, 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 and people with that, that kind of the other attitude where you feel, you may feel pressure to um, participate in a quality banter when yeah. I just think that anything is better than this, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, uh, one of the, one of the things I, I, that goes through my head when let's say, uh, let's say I'm at the grocery store and like the, you know, the, the, the self checkout thing does like not work and they have to come and help you with it. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm like, oh boy, I bet these things go down all the time. Like I, I, I always feel like it's very transparent to the person I'm talking to that it, this is just, it, it almost seems like, like they don't want it either. You know what I yeah. mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's, and that's just like, it's, it's annoying them too. 
And maybe it's my delivery. Maybe that's why. I'm sure it's got to be a piece of it. I, I ju- think it's because you've been on the other side of that, too. And you're like, yeah, I got to entertain you. Right. Like, we, I have to entertain your banter, sir. That kind of thing. A little bit. Yeah. It's like you're, you're putting that on them to, like, perform a little bit, you know. Yeah. And I so I just like while they're figuring out the machine, I'm not going to talk to them that they're like they're no. doing something. So, like. To me, I, I I try to, I guess, I feel like people innately want space. I don't think they want, I keep hearing this through the this the pandemic that just people want to be, people need human connection. I don't <laughs> entirely agree with that. I don't know yeah. where this is coming from because <laughs> if you look at the world, like a lot of people don't like waiting in line. A lot of people don't like being in, in large groups like in big crowds, a lot of people avoid traffic. A lot of people avoid, you know, like all kinds of, of social congestion. And yet in this pandemic, we're all like, we need like to be around all, all these types of people. And I don't, (laughs) I don't see that as entirely true. I think like if that were true, like why do rich people spend all their time like like squirreling away in their mansions, like with yeah. with with only paid servants around them, like and prostitutes? It's security, <laughs> it's managers. You know, it's just like it's 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 like if if they, I mean, there are some celebrities who live in New York City and they actually like the hustle and bustle, and you can see them out and about, mm-hmm. and but. A lot of celebrities live in places away from communities, yet all these same celebrities are the same people being like, oh, we just need human connection. And what they're really saying is we want you poor people to spend your money on us. We want you poor people to come to our show. We want you poor people to go to our movies. That's Mm -hmm. what they want. They don't want to be around other people. They want to be they want us poor people to spend our money on them. And I, I I see so much through the lens of like classism and, and rich and and poor that like, it's, it's a problem. Like, uh, you know, um, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I don't know where that, I think about like, I mean, way before the pandemic, I, I had a hard time going to concerts you know, and you've known this because you've tried to get me to go to like a dozen concerts, and I'm like, <laughs> we went to one. <laughs> We've only been to one, yeah. <laughs> no, wait, two. Was it no, two? No, no. I think wait. it was just the one. Yeah, yeah. Was it Fallujah? Yeah, at the and, Webster and the Contortionist. Yes. Yes. Same show. Yeah. yeah. Felt like it was two different shows for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, how good they were. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I because now it's like I I will go to a show if I can get a seat. I'm not yes. standing in general admission anymore. Like there's a whole like I have a whole pre-qualifying checklist that needs to happen for me to consider a concert at this point. Yeah. And um you know, I I do like going out and doing stuff, but at the same time, like, I I guess I'm very particular in like some of those details. 
And I, I just keep seeing like people like Jimmy Fallon and like, like these celebrities and these talk show hosts being like, we all just need to be around other people. I'm like, nah. <laughs> like, but if you have to pay money to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, like there's a reason why people like flying first class instead of coach. It's because you get more space. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, so like, I, I guess like, are we having our cake and eating it too with this, with this analogy, like, or this, this argument that like we need connection, like, I, well, I, we absolutely need connection, but I think they're disguising their sales techniques with it. Yeah. You need, you need your family. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like that's the connection you need. Yeah. They are trying to paint it as like, you need human connection, but what you really need is time away from those people you've been connecting with. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I definitely think there's, I mean, listen, like there's carnivals and there's state fairs and there's all these like local things you can do. And those are big groups and large crowds and, you know, and yes, there's a, a commerce component to those, but they're largely community based. And I think yeah. there's something to be said about like participating in your community and, you know, and the and the fulfillment you can get from that. You know, I understand it. I get that. That's where like a lot of these church folks come from. And yeah. You know, so I get it all, but, um, and, and not to say that that's wrong. I'm not arguing against, you know, being mindful of your community. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but, and, and believe me, I've gone to our local arts festivals and stuff and I, they're a good time. They're a lot of fun. Um, you know, but it's that to me is if I'm going to put myself into this, like uh, social anxiety, I'd rather do it for that than yep. for something like so heavily commerced. Like, I mean, I, I guess like, I think that, you know, for me, like going to a comedy show has been the bigger, the big balance of like going to a social event, but it's not as loud as a rock concert. Uh, yeah. you, 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 you always have to sit. It, in fact, if you don't sit, you get in trouble. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> um, it's yeah, it's 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 to, and you laugh the whole time. I mean, like what yeah. what is like better than that? What is better than There's going nothing. and like like how many events do you like like I can think about all the best times at a concert are the funniest moments. It's never the moment where I got a shoe to the head. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's always it's always when the band is funny or something funny happens on stage or like, it's like always like, or when it's like so cool that you can't help but laugh. Right. Okay. So why, why just get little chunks of that at a, at a, uh, you know, when you could go to a comedy show and just have a full show of that, you know, to me, that yeah. was the calculus I came up to, I came up with in my head to figure out sort of my likes versus dislikes about certain kinds of things. But I would, I would argue that the car, the comedy club atmosphere is the closest thing to the, like met the health benefits you get from having community involvement because you are yeah. gathering together and laughing at the funny person in the room. Right. Which is whenever you're, you know, your your whole family gets together, you got one funny person, right? And everyone yeah. banters along with that. Right. I I I feel like the comedy club is the simulated good family 
like experience. Right. It yeah. gets, it somehow gets the job done without your own family. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Depending on the comic, I mean, the, 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 the family atmosphere could get very dirty very quickly, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but still like right. your, your body doesn't know the difference between good and clean, you know, clean right. and dirty comedy. It right. just knows that it's laughing, which yeah, is with a group, either some kind of hormone yeah. and it's pumping your heart rate up a little, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like a shared, uh, it's a, it, yeah, it's, it's a shared, uh, impactful experience. And I, and I get that, that like people feel that way about music too. And so like to them that yeah, I can't, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think there, there is, I mean, music, obviously I think you moves people profoundly. Yeah. And, and so they want to have that profound feeling in a group because that to them augments or amplifies that feeling. Mm-hmm. I just don't have that. When I go to a music show, I don't that all the distractions of the crowd take away from the performance of the art. And so when I would go to metal shows, honestly, I love being up on a balcony watching the crowd instead of the (laughs) band. I want to see the kids moshing instead of the band. Like that's that to me is more fun. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and, and it's almost like the band is just a soundtrack to watch the moshing. Yeah. And and, and that's how a lot of shows became, especially in, in the type of music we listen to, where mm-hmm. like the band was just the sound like the, the, the crowd was a secondary form of entertainment. It was yeah. it was like the co-headliner of the show practically was the moshing, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and so. You know, I, 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 I get that that's like a piece of it for some people and that, that having that communal musical experience is important. Same thing with having a communal religious experience and going to church or communal comedy experience, or, uh, you know, you go to an art opening and having like a communal appreciation of art. Like I get that there's a purpose for all of this just some of them are more enjoyable than and and unfortunately music communal music is 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 much more common and so more people enjoy it it's more accessible and so when you don't get that same feeling you're kind of like the outcast you know or you you're the person who's like being difficult or you're weird when you don't get that same satisfaction or fulfillment out of it. Um, But I do find it in other, you know, things I do like going to art shows and I do like going to comedy shows. So I, I I think I can, uh, you know, make the analogy and the connection in my head of why these things are important. Um, I think, I think comedy shows are in its own class because it's sorcery. It is someone conducting you. It's like, like a medicine man, you know, it's someone you are showing up for a, a, a cult ritual that we all know of, yeah. you know? And in like when, until you went to a comedy show, you didn't really know what it would be like. Yeah. You yeah. know? And, and it, it, walking away from a comedy show feels better 
than yeah. any other thing, any other kind of show you can go to, in my opinion, unless they're going to give you some profound proof of God. <laughs> Comedy is probably the best feeling you can be coming out of a room with yeah. other people like that, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why hecklers are so like maligned and like, like there, it's just such a bad thing to do because you're, you're messing up the experience. Like, like, you know, you can't heckle a band. They're too loud. Yeah, you know, true. like you, you, you just can't. The only thing you can do is not respond to the band. Yep. But you, 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 when I have you ever have you ever sat near a heckler? Sat near a heckler? Absolutely not. No. Yeah, I sat right mm-hmm. next to one at <laughs> at a Jim Jeffries show. <laughs> And he, this dude kept screaming out shit in the middle of his set. And and Jim didn't really do anything to him. And the guy never got kicked out. He just sort of punched himself out. Yeah. And um, he he stopped after like probably halfway through the show. Uh, and, but man, for everyone around it, I've and I and then there was one show I went to. I don't remember who it was. Oh, it might have been Jim Gaffigan. Um, there was a drunk lady behind me. And that also um, was not fun. And that was at a bigger, I think, at Foxwoods, like a theater. Oh, wow. So that was like, you know, it, it's 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 just like um, having like hecklers and, and and loud drunk people around at a comedy show again, where it's meant to be sort of a quiet space. Mm-hmm. Um, really, uh, really does make it. It makes it hard to enjoy. Like it messes with the magic. Oh yeah. Because you're just like, you're almost like waiting to be like, am I like, am I going to have to say something to this motherfucker? Like, am I going to actually like it, it? It no longer becomes about the show. You're like, it becomes about this person mm-hmm. who's being loud. And, and, and so it's like, what are they going to say next? Am I going to have to say something? And if I do say something, is this going to get me into a fight? Like is then that's, <laughs> what, that's what the show becomes. Yeah. And, and that sucks. You know, it ruins it for everybody. Yeah. And, and if you're a heckler and you're listening, we hate you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, it's it's a big no, no. You you go if you go to a comedy show, you you shut your phone off before or you put in most of the time they're going to take your phone now. But like uh, you shut your phone off. Uh, do not turn it on. I, I I went to a comedy show with someone who started looking at their phone during the set. And I was mortified. <laughs> I, How dare you? I was mortified. It's and, disrespectful. Oh my god, dude! I you have no idea how like I like literally like was crawling out of my skin. Like my skeleton was like, get me the fuck out of here! Like <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> and they they we got called the 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 security was like shut that off. They came over yeah. with their flashlight. Good. Like it was so embarrassing. It was one of the most embarrassing things. Like, so yeah, phones off. I would not have a good reaction to that. Yeah. Phones off. Uh, do not, do not do. And no, can you imagine a heckler in any other, like you imagine a heckler in church? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Not what he said. It wasn't his son. Yeah. (laughs) Prove it. Prove it. Yeah. Prove it. <laughs> Anyone who's with me, let's go. We get out of here. <laughs> you weren't there. 
<laughs> yeah. Can you yeah. imagine that? Yeah. Can you imagine a heckler at a drum circle? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, right. He's off beat. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 not it's not um, that and that is also like gets back to this social anxiety like that's a gear I just don't have. I don't have that level of shamelessness um, to be a heckler. You know what I mean? Like there there's a a, a, um, a spectrum of shame that some people just have have none to a point where you can scream out at an expert of their craft and tell them they're not doing it right. Like, yeah, yeah no shit. Right. Like that's just a lane of, 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 of social behavior. I don't even have the capacity to do. I've never thought I knew something so much that I would argue with someone in front of people about it. Yeah. I've never anything, anything that I know a hundred percent, I would still not argue with you with you because a lot of those people Mm -hmm. that would argue don't realize that they're like, if anyone else is listening, they made up their mind about it too. You may not be, you are more than likely wrong, but everyone's going to let you think that just to get away from you, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think we all know from this podcast, I can sometimes go on on little tangents and, um, you know, it, people don't often want to be lectured. And so, uh, yeah, they, they don't they don't appreciate it. And I think that's another piece of like when I'm out socially, why I'm more quiet is that I can't say certain things quickly. And so I'd rather just not say it at all. You know what I mean? There you go. Because I don't want to get into it. Right. Either you're going to misunderstand me or I'm not going to represent myself fully or you're not going to care or you're going to get bored. Like, so it's just, just, it's easier to just say, nope. You know, oh, hi. That's it. You're right. Yeah. (laughs) But I get that. I get that 100%. You've been through the same. Also, like, I have this thing where I will talk to most people. Mm-hmm. I don't live in the same place. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I I, li- I lead a life right now, dude, where everyone's new all yeah. the time. Right. Everyone's new. I practice this shit all the time. If you just ran into me, you'd think I was the nicest guy on earth. Yeah. You, There are plenty of people who have known me a long, long time that would not argue that same thing. Right. You know? Well, Ryan was a piece of shit at one point. I get it. <laughs> but you also grew up like in a like a military, right? Yes. And yes, so that's yes, like a yes. piece of it too. Like you had to like make friends quickly. Yeah. Yeah. My my initial impact is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> it straggles off later on. But, you know, it, it like especially right now, dude, I am like I, I almost it's almost like practicing being friendly. Yeah. You know, right. it's also how I move time. Like I can't, I can't see this many new people and not, and know that I was just that dude who kept walking, you yeah. know, like, Hey, I, I gotta have at least a, Hey, how you doing? Right. You know, 
It's especially if you're someone who works at like a gas station or a, a food job or whatever. I'm like, I am you. Like, yeah. you have to know this. Like, I right. know, I know I wear a shirt with a big company on it and shit, but I am you. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I think like it's, it's definitely a quality that I, I've, I wish I could do more of and, and I've tr- certainly tried. And uh, it's one, of, it takes practice. And, you know, I think you were thrown into situations where you had to do that. It's like kind of a sink or swim. Yeah, survival. So I get it. You you are much friendlier than you give yourself credit, though. I'll tell you that you 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 are more approachable than you than you think. I I, I don't think I'm like totally off putting. I think what's always surprising to me is I actually think I'm a lot nicer than I think I come across. And nice. Which is the problem is like I. (laughs) I, I I think I'm great. And then I'm surprised when people are like, oh, they think you're kind of a dick because you didn't say anything. And so I'm like, I kind of have to fight against that. I have to, like, be more proactive. Whereas, though, if if I like were to, you know, be at a party or something with someone and I had their ear for more than two minutes, I think they would come to the conclusion that I'm like a nice enough person. But. Absolutely. I think it it just takes for me. I I have a hard time getting uh, banal information out quickly. (laughs) Yeah, I hear that. You know what I mean? Like I I just uh, they say like uh, brevity is the soul of wit or something like that. And I, I wish I could be sort of tighter, faster, shorter in, in certain things, situations, but that's just not me. And I hear um, that. Yeah. You know, and- there is a there is a big time downside to being that person though. Because there's a large part of, of society that finds that that super open that super open person right off the bat that they're like, no, that's a that's a red flag. <laughs> well, I, I think the thing that I, w- I wonder about too, do you like find that you have like do you do you end up having like more acquaintances that act like you're better friends than you are? Do you find that that happens a lot? Or um, I feel like that would be the I feel like that's something that would be on my radar to look out for. But I'm no, I, I get what you're saying. And I, I guess right now in my life now, but I, you know. That definitely that that is something that happens to kids that are forced to move a lot. Yeah, that is 100 percent. But but we all have this like understanding, like as base kids, we all just knew. Right. Like this is temporary. Yeah. Right. Which which really, really skews the the way you have relationships later on in life. Right. You know? Sure. I bet. Yeah. My wife is the longest actual relationship I ever had. And that was before we got married. Right. You know, it's it's just I'm so used to moving on, you know? Yeah, it is what it is. But the like the if you're also also if you're forced to do that, then how do you really know what a friendship is? Right. Yeah, I I feel like uh, uh, coming from the, the music scene, I feel like that happened quite a bit where. A lot of people will be like, oh, that's my bro. That's my boy, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, at the end of the day, they don't even know each other that well. And it's more just like the politics of being in the scene that creates that that if they're what you would call a bond. 
Um, and, and at the end of the day, like, are these really friends? Yeah, you know, I'm sure when you're in a band, though, you got a lot of people going around like, oh, no, my buddy's in a band. Blah, blah, you know, I, they I perform actually, it, blah, blah, blah. My language is uh, very skewed from being in a band where I will say that a lot. I'll say like, oh, my friend or my buddy when it's like an acquaintance or yeah. a guy I met once and, I'm, and like we got along and now he's oh, this is my friend. And then I, I will routinely stop myself and say, actually, you know what? That's not my friend. That's a guy I know. <laughs> we talked yeah. once and it was fine, but like everyone has a different threshold for that, that yeah. friend word. I, I will say friend more often than not. Well, one thing that does bother me is when people throw out best friend for like four or five people. Like, right. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's crazy to me. Yeah. I, I, I have a best friend that I grew up with at a certain point in my life mm-hmm. that we've always kept contact. And when I say best friend, I mean, like that's the long haul. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just know that this guy is going to be in my life for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? Our families are close or I shouldn't say close, but like our families could like if they got in the same room, it would be like it never stopped. Right. You know, that is what a best friend is to me. And when I hear like and it's always like younger people, it's always like your cousins talking about their best friends and stuff like that. I'm like, sure. oh, well, I hope that works out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think like I, I mean, I, I definitely have a few people. I, I I I hesitate to use the word best friend in a lot of circumstances because I have very different relationships with a with about four different people that I would cons- what I could easily hand that label out to. Um, no. I would say you're one of them. Absolutely. I would say t- my friend, Tom, my friend, Aaron, my friend, Steve, uh, Elliot, Evan, um, to a, a slightly lesser extent, Tim, just because we've grown a little further apart, mm-hmm. but um, you know, the, these are guys who I shared significant amounts of time with that I always enjoy when I get to see them again. Yeah. And we, in my opinion, although it, it's interesting to see the progression of these relationships as we get older, because I do I, I can see them fading now, which like is the older you get. Yeah, it's which in, in some ways is makes me sad, but in other ways, I, I expected it and knew that that would have sort of be the case because I was a little older than them when uh, I met them. And, and I can see that now that their lives are, you know, kind of advancing and they're getting married and now they're having kids that their priorities are changing and that sort of brotherhood of ex band members is less important <laughs> than it used to be. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that makes sense. I don't hold that against anyone, but I, I definitely see it and acknowledge it and, and, and know it. And I, I, I actively do try to reach out to everyone periodically, at least a few times a year, yeah, once one, two, three times a year, <laughs> you know, hey. which is, is more than a lot of, I think situations, a lot of people, you know, just to at least maintain that sort of friendship or acquaintance, whatever you want to call it. But um, friends are, friends are a maintenance thing. And when you're younger, 
like a significant other isn't that serious. Right. You know, when you get older, you take a significant other serious, way more seriously. Yeah. And you realize that that void can be filled by a significant other. And they, that takes care of 90% of everything. Right. You know, and then that other 10%. Right. That's why it's only a couple of times a year. Or, right. You know, me and you can just bullshit on the phone once a week. Right. And that's awesome. Yeah. But we used to talk like every day at work. Yeah. You know, and this yeah. does fill that void still kind of, you know, right. like it, it almost feels like workshop banter because this is our this is our project we work on every week. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I have like my 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 band dudes. I, I, I just saw one yesterday and it was great seeing him. But, you know, his life is moving. He's a business owner now and like wow. he's expecting his second kid. And so it's I, I get it. Like life moves on and like you can't be you can't have as intense of friendships over the long term especially with people who live three hours away you know um you can't rely on them for shit anymore i mean that being said my, my buddy tom who lives three hours away we stay in pretty regular touch um yes and you That's know right. almost daily and although he would argue i have not been so good about that lately uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and and you know, I, I, so I have friends that I, I'm incredibly close with who I I feel, you know, very strongly about. But, um, yeah, I, I don't want to for me, I, I've I've always been hesitant to throw the BF around because I okay. I've I feel like I've that they all kind of fit that role and yeah. i i just wouldn't i would hate to prioritize one over another because i mean tom is the oldest i mean I, by that measure tom is the oldest and mm -hmm. and he him and i stay in the you and him are the two i communicate the most with yep. and then aaron would probably be third on that list because and then and then everyone else it's like drops off pretty significantly from there yeah. um you know uh but and that's fine i mean I, that's life i i yeah. totally you demand right. less of your friends now too you're a grown-ass man you know totally. and that's right <laughs> yeah it's you demand less of your buddies the older you get because all that burdens on your significant other now <laughs> fill every void yes <laughs> they they are here to be that person in your life that used to be a shared responsibility amongst a few people you right. know yeah like you got your buddy you go play video games with or right. you know i had friends that were super into yo-yos when i was into yo-yos or we were all into pokemon cards at the same time shit like right. that now what you need from that interaction which right. wasn't about the Pokemon cards or the yo-yos or any of that. It right. was just the community aspect of it. Now you have one person, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely, um, I try to, I, I, I try to have, um, what I feel is, uh, meaningful friendships with, with everyone that, yeah. you know, uh, and, and you're right. Yeah. There's, everyone has different, roles you know and as far as like you know significant other versus your friends i i i ideally you know you would if you had a venn diagram of where those two meet you know 
um, hopefully there'd be more overlap than less overlap. And exactly. Um, you know, but, uh, it, it is, it is for sure that like everyone, uh, you know, certain friends bring out certain things in you that, yeah. you know, don't always translate to others. It's like, if you, and it's like, if you've ever tried to like mix groups of friends who don't really know each other, <laughs> it's never more apparent than when you do that. Like, yep. <laughs> you're like, Oh wait, now I realize why I hang out with certain people. Yeah. yeah it's like, just that specific thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like inside jokes don't work. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like, and then you try and then it's like, ah, uh, they don't know what we're talking about. And it's, it, it just, but it, it, I've been lucky in that I feel like I've found all of those people I've mentioned all know each other on top of it. Like it's, I mean, even you've met uh, Steve and um, you've met Tom. I've met Tom. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, I I mean, this is also like that part of it is like, if um, like, if, if I'm, if, if you've graduated to this place in my group of friends, like there's a chance you're going to meet them. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? It's exactly. like <laughs> with, with you, you caught me when I was older, but like, um, you know what, back when we were, we had our band, like Tom's band played with our band. And so like, they all like Tom, Tom knew all my friends, you know? And so, and I knew his, so like it all, it all worked out, but um, yeah, it, it even you've met you've met the closest friends I've had. That's true. Know? Yeah, I've met yeah. yours. Yep. So it's it is an interesting thing to think about, and um, it's yeah, I, I I know it's like I I I don't know. I guess this was the like best a long, friend. Yeah, <laughs> this, this was a long way to say that. Just like there's a lot this pandemic has brought out um, in people, and it's like it's it's I don't think it's as simple as being relieved that it's over. I, I don't think it's as simple to say like, oh, like th- this was all bad. I mean, if you were in a family who lost a loved one, then that's a different, yeah. you know, different story. But for You're those of us that. who for the for those of us who just had to, like, endure this situation, you know, I mean, there are certain things I just think were like worked out and certain yeah. things that didn't, you know, and there the, the things that did work out. I don't want to lose. You know, yeah. a, a year of things being positive in a certain way. I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's uh, appropriate that you you could just like snatch that up away from them, too. You know, I mean, it's yeah. not like I mean, if it would have been three, four weeks, fine. A whole year is enough time to start a new hobby, build a new habit, yeah. you know. New habits. I do feel like the the pandemic too was like a calibration for people that needed to be calibrated in some way. That's true. I have been in more isolation than I've ever been. Right. And still having to go to work. Right. You know, it's, it's it, that those two things have been crazy for me. This has been an insane adjustment, but I feel like it's also made me really treasure like community, not community, but like just like having the personal time with with family, right? You know, yeah, yeah. It, I've never wanted it more than now. Yeah. So maybe that was something I was lacking when I was home base. Like I didn't have the the, uh, the yeah the perspective and the drive to 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 maintain and 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 uh, uh, build up or make my relationship stronger with my family. You know, yeah. and that's all I want now growth like i find a value in that yeah Yeah, growth (laughs) 
Well, and it, for some people, it's just pointed out how crazy they are. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I uh, it, it, it is. I, I think you're right. I think a lot of people got recalibrated this year. And I, I think I could probably count myself amongst them in, in, a, oh, yeah. in, certain, in certain ways. I definitely some of this was already in the works, but like it definitely <laughs> solidified certain things that were changing already. And, um, you know, I, and I think it's, I, I, I can't wait for comedy shows to be available again. That part is going to be great and movies, but you know, I also don't want to go back to an office. So I, I think that like, you know, there, and, and I, I don't, uh, I, I also like that I can like order, like a uh, crazy restaurants food to go like that, yes. that part is cool too. So like there, there are things I just sort of hope that make its way into everyday life that, you know, works. And that's a long way to, to say that, like, it, it's an interesting, it's interesting to see how people's connections and, and uh, sort of social anxieties have manifested over these last, you know, several months. True um, that. But we are now at exactly an hour. You know, one of the things is we're at an hour and a half. And I think like we we skipped several, uh, several weeks, but uh, now you're getting supersized episodes. So that does yeah. trade off. So yeah. you last week you got an hour 40, which is basically two episodes. This yeah. week you're getting, you know, if we, you could call this two 45 minute episodes and mm-hmm. one. And, you know, hey, if, if I was if I was if I had more time, I could even actually edit these into two different <laughs> yeah. how funny would it be if it would be part one and two every yeah. week <laughs> i just edit these into two different episodes and i could so do that funny. and but i'm not gonna don't do that uh but yeah that's this is where we're at and uh this was uh again another fun podcast hope you guys enjoyed it um I didn't do any housekeeping at the beginning of the episode again. And so this does, if you, if you definitely didn't make it to the end, uh, you can find all of our links at www.podaboutpod.com. That is not easy to say fast. Um, you can find everything, Instagram, Facebook, uh, all the listening platforms. And yeah, I think that's going to do it for us today. Yeah, that sounds like enough, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all empty. You're, you're potted out. You're, you yeah, your pot I'm out. all potted out. My, all right. my pod pot is empty. There it is. <laughs> all right, folks, we will see you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.